Welcome to Pretending to be Wizards, our Dungeons & Dragons podcast. If you enjoy our content and would like to help us grow, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also support us by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash p2bw and become a part of our game. Thanks for listening. Hello everyone, we're Pretending to be Wizards, and we're setting up for a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Um, this week, uh, I didn't want to plan a... Uh, What's it called? A Spire campaign or anything, because uh, we just did two games last... We did... I was in three games last week, but we did... We recorded uh, two for this week. Um, so we're going to be doing the session zero of my next campaign that I am running, which is D&D, and we're going to be using the uh, Eberron, the Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron, as our campaign setting, and I'm going to be setting it up. Our playing is... Kayla and Carter and I am Sid and I will be the DM so um, I've explained a little bit to Kayla because she's trying to set up a cleric which has a little bit extra prep time to it um, but um, you guys are going to be playing as uh, starting at level 2 characters in the Eldine regions which is in the northern part of Corvar. Um, the main continent um, that the whole game takes place in. Uh, so, set a little information on the setting is that uh, Eberron, sort of a Final Fantasy-esque magical future. It's uh, where magic and technology are combined in a lot of ways. Um, where there's magic-powered airships and trains and uh, weapons and things like that. Um, technology is powered by magical means and stuff like that, which is kind of the world that um, this is in. Um, for about a century before the game takes place, there was a war that was lasting called the War of Five Nations. Or War of Five Kingdoms? Something like that. I think you said War of Five Kingdoms. War of Five Kingdoms. Mm -hmm. Battle of Five Armies. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. But, um, it uh, came to sort of an abrupt halt when about four years before the game takes place there was a um, an event called the morning and an entire country that much of the battle was taking place on was enveloped in this mist and within the mist many 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 millions of people died the whole country was uh, taken by this magical warping mist um, and now they, those that have survived are twisted creatures and there's um, monsters roaming throughout the mist and the world has been um, changed and altered within that area um, and there's still treasure hunters and stuff who enter that area because um, now the effects of the morning um, aren't as powerful but uh, it's still a dangerous wasteland that uh, is uninhabitable. Um, but an entire country's riches are just left there as if overnight this event took place and wiped out the armies. Um, two years after that, a treaty was signed um, that ended the war between all the armies. Um, so two years ago, the war ended, and that is where the game starts. Um, the uh, Eldine Reaches is not one of the members of the treaty. They are—they were actually um, outside of the bounds of the war. Um, but your specific village, where you two are both living, um, was previously part of the country of Andare. And Andare was a magical metropolis of a country. They have—they um, have been building up uh, magical technology, um, almost to, like frivolous demand. Like, the people of that country, um, why pick up something when I can mage hand it? Why, um, why walk around in just regular clothes when I can just alter it magically on a whim? Um, it's where some of the strongest wizards would have lived in the whole, in the world. <coughs> Sounds like some pretty crazy stuff was going on there. Oh my god! You, you can't see my disappointed, my disappointed stare, guys, but, uh. It's there. I'll, I'll go. Also, um, so wait, let me understand something real quick. Mm -hmm. So, like, 
if people are just like magically manipulating and like prestidigitationing their own clothes. Yeah. Just all over the damn place. Okay, so literally It's a very rich country too. Okay. So literally everyone is walking around naked. No, they're not putting the clothes on their body, they're just altering their plain clothes. Okay. So everyone Well, I'm sure there are people that are conjurers that are conjuring their own clothes and just throwing them on themselves. So literally Emperor's new clothes style. Kind of. Oh my god. Except that not everyone has to pretend that they can see clothes that aren't actually there. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. So not literally just like Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there's multiple ways to achieve what it is that they're doing, whether it's illusion or conjuring or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a it's a place that people just uh, deal with fashion and things in um, wild ways. They okay. this is also a place that during the war created many magical weapons and magical items. Um, they were most of their forces were magicians and things like that. Um, and if you were likely to find strong wizards in this world, it would be there. Um, mundane, everyday magic is actually very common. It's not uncommon for many people in a town to know probably some first-level spells and some cantrips. That's cool. Uh, people can throw around mending on a whim. People can uh, have prestigitation, mage hand, all kinds of stuff. Um, it's very common in this world. You'll see people with common cantrips and things like that. Um, which is why I'm glad you have both spellcasters. That's very nice. Um, so most of your area is the farm was the farmland of Andair. Um but when the war, when it was getting deep into the war, much of the attention was taken away from your area and was diverted towards the war, um, which sort of left your area a bit lawless and um, in danger from bandits and things like that. So a lot of people took up arms to fight and defend their towns when um, the old races of the Eldine Reaches stepped in, which are um, people of the great woods of the Eldine. They are druids, they are um, races of shifters, wood elves, and things like that that came to protect these people um, that lived in the farmlands that were forgotten by their country. Um, And since then, they... um, they have become allies and friends of the druids and of the woods and have since been claimed as part of the Eldine province. Cool. Um, and are no longer on there. Um, I'm not sure exactly the specific time frame that this took place or if it was just sort of on there, just left it, and then when the borders were drawn at the end of the war, it was considered that this was now Eldine. But um, th- there's no, like... There's not really animosity towards Andair from your people, um, nor do they feel that Eldine has, um, doesn't have any stake there. Like, there's, the pride in the nation that left them is gone, but they're not necessarily, um, hateful towards it. They have, they have succeeded, they have survived, and they have made it through, um, and figured out their, a new way of life from this. Um, uh... But your town's pretty small, and you guys will be, um, I'm putting my hand in a little bit in your backstory creation, um, just because it's, uh, I want to make it a little simpler just to give you guys hooks and get you guys going mm-hmm. in this world, just so that you can start out on a roll. Um, you two would have both been, um, orphans, like a, for Kayla's character, for example, a shifter that, um lost her parents and was put in the care of the druid Alois who is the druid in charge of this town um, called Solanasea. Um, I'll say it a dozen more times you'll be able to write that down later. Um, and uh, she has been in his care and learning the learning the ways of um, the great of the grave domain and funeral rites and become a part of the church of the um, sovereign order and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, while Carter's character, um, being a half elf, um, that somehow was uh, displaced by the war, likely someone um, because uh, Carter was playing a dragon marked character, yeah. um, which means he is from a long 
ancient lineage that has um, blessed him with power, but somehow he's got separated from that lineage, and it has um, put him out here, um, sort of, sort of in the boonies, um, where, like um, Kayla's character, was put in the care of the druid head of this area, um, and now that your characters are old enough and have developed some um, abilities of their own, um, you are able to help your um, druid master uh, with the town. Um, this advisor, he's in charge of helping um, with crops, helping protect the town, all manner of things. And for some of the smaller ordeals, he's able to rely on you two to go out and help the town and help people um, in his stead. Um, so, Approximately how long would I have been with this person? <coughs> you probably longer than Carter's character. You probably for a good chunk of your life so far. Okay. So you guys I, are both going to be young adults. Okay, so I do want to let you know shifters uh, reach adulthood at age 10. Yeah, and you probably, you probably would have been here longer than that. So I wouldn't technically be a young adult, but... Hmm? So I wouldn't, I guess, technically be a young adult, would I? You'd be, you'd be the age of a common human young adult. You'd be okay. something... You're, you're in a mostly human village, mm -hmm. so you would be... Um, you would be somewhere like 18 to 22 okay. in that range. And yeah. then we'll At say... What age was your character, like, totally over Twilight? Like just to, just to get a just to get a good view of like maturity. Of maturity for. Oh man! Well, I mean, I don't know specifically. It might have lasted um, a long. She's a little emo. She's a grave cleric. So. Oh man, you're right. That's a good yeah. point. Uh oh. So, uh, shifters are quick to mature both physically and emotionally, reaching young adulthood at age ten, rarely living more than seventy years old, unless you're a grave cleric and can manipulate something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're mystical and shit. Um. While half elves have longer lifespans, but not crazy, you're yeah. not like you're not like timeless beings like mm -hmm. elves. Um, but again, you'd probably be about the same age. Um, you, I'm thinking, probably for some reason, you were. I'm older. For some reason, for you to figure out, you would not be in your shifter tribe anymore, mm -hmm. and um, were put in the care of this druid, which the shifters and the forest druids would get along very well. Um, mm -hmm. This, they they work together as defenders of these woods. Um, Eldine is full of druids of many races as well, such as um, an old, such as old orcish druids and things like that. Okay, so we'll say I'm eighteen then. Mm -hmm. uh, orcish great. druid is such a cool flavor, right? Yeah. I like that. It's a uh, it's a very different mm -hmm. origin for orcs in this in Eberron. Yeah. Right, like, oh, they, they serve the storm god and are filled with hate at all times. No, these guys are actually just really chill druids. <laughs> um, and I think there's a way you can set it up that you can have orcish characters and half-orc characters that have increased wisdom stats. Oh. So they can be good druids in yeah. Eberron. They have, a, they have a way to do that, which is really cool. Take uh, that, Tolkien. <laughs> um... I can give you guys year numbers if you want to write those somewhere because yeah oh sure. yes please because the book gives us year numbers yes. and you can actually put that into numerical terms uh, what year is uh, generation one so the yeah the current year is 998 YK don't know what the notation means young kingdom sure you said 998 mm -hmm. I'll look that up between now and the book YK. You know. You know. 998. You know. Um. It's, you know. You know. You know. <laughs> okay. Okay, sorry. And the treaty that ended the war was in the year 996. Oh, so very recently. Yeah, two years ago. Okay. And uh, it's called the three, the Treaty of Thronehold in 996. Which the... In which uh, Corvair was no longer one kingdom and now became five. And the morning happened in 994, YK. So in two year increments, shit's been going up. Um, 
no one knows anything about the morning at this point. It's only been it's been there for four years now, and people don't know where it came from, why it happened. There's theories and stuff, but for the most part, people people just think that the conflict that was taking place in within that area, most of the battling was, mm-hmm. and it's just a buildup of magic that exploded or something. Um, that's a sort of like in a mythical way that sort of makes sense in how the terms of the world go but no one's certain no no one's sure of the source Uh, also don't know what it has to do with the world but Ebron has 12 moons love that how does the ocean look with that bad (laughs) (laughs) it looks bad there isn't low tide. Which, in a way, there's no high tide either at that point. Um, there's, there's, there's just always chop. Yeah. It's all bad. Yeah. Yikes. People okay. don't go from place from continent to continent very often. There are other continents listed, but people don't go between them very much. Boats okay. were only ever metal here. Yeah. <laughs> airships, airships were what they had to figure out before they could even get anywhere else. Uh, oh, yeah, they do have airships. Yeah. yeah. Um, the main the planes of this world are uh, Eberron um, Kyber is the lower plane like Hades and things like that where demons come from and uh, um, Cybris yeah Cybris is um, the upper rings of the world is it like a planet with rings? yeah and the legend is that there were three dragons Eberron, Kyber, and Cybris and uh, Kyber killed Sybaris and its body became the ring around the world and Eberron sealed Kyber within itself and that's where the planet comes. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool myth. I like that. Alright, so... Let's talk about building your individual characters. So, we already talked about Kale's character a little bit. You are a... Shifter Grave Player. Yes. Um, What shifter type are you? Um, So I have decided that I'm going to go with, at least for this one, Mm -hmm. uh, Wild Hunt. We'll get more into the the generational changes that I'm going to do later on. Yeah. So I'm going to be a Wild Hunt Shifter. Okay. Which is um, uh, sharp and insightful, um, are constantly on alert for possible threats, and... um, get a uh, wisdom increase by two uh, proficiency with survival skill and as a bonus action you can mark one creature you can see within ten feet and until the end of your next long rest your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make to find that marked creature yeah you always also always know the location of that creature as long as it's in within 60 feet of you and uh when shifted, uh, I gain advantage on wisdom checks. Yeah, all wisdom checks. That's your shifted form dope. is really neat for out of combat stuff because your shifted form is pretty much just like, hey, I now see all the things. Also, for flavor purposes, uh, my shifted uh, for for at least this mm, yeah. specific character, uh, my shifted uh, form is a raccoon. Yep. Or a raccoon humanoid thing. Raccoon people. Slight raccoon person. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Carter. Yes. You are a I'm gonna, sorcerer. Yes, I am gonna be a sorcerer with one level of multi-class fighter. So I want to take up that uh, weapon and armor, armor proficiency, and I'll take the strength and con. Saves from mm-hmm. from fighter, and then after that, I will move up through sorcerer. Sorcerer, yeah. And because uh, starting level two, so you have one level fighter, one level right. sorcerer. I haven't decided the sorcerer path step yet, but on my way. Uh, what do you think? It's like what kind of flavor of person do you think your character is? Um, you've got that mark of detection, so you're you've got that intuitive um, style. I want to be either sneaky or spooky. Sneaky or spooky. So. If he, if he finds something out, I want him to either um, 
get away from, like, get out of that situation as fast as possible so he can, you know, make, mm-hmm. make it out free, or he can go around and intimidate people with the information that he's gotten and kind of tighten okay. his screws a little bit tighter than he would otherwise. Okay. Um, so there is a shadow domain cleric, that, or a shadow domain uh, sorcerer. That is exactly the taste I was looking for. Um, I believe it's in Xanathar's Guide to Dope Shit. Okay. Um, I'll read that. I think I can pop that up for you on something. Yeah, yeah I have I have the Player's Handbook open. I have the Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron open. Um, so this is going to be... Yeah. This There's is going to be like a, a three-book multi-class character, so this is the most complicated one I've done yet. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Xanathar's Guide to Stuff. Uh, so, it's about like some, some questions for like your characters. Um, also, because after playing Skyfarers, I really like that system of developing a person. Um, what... What do you think your character's relationship to the war was? You think you guys, you guys were for, against, from a place that was for it, from a place that was against it? What do you? Th- um. So. I talked to you about this earlier, and that I'm not sure if you mentioned it earlier, but there was a kingdom that. Um, follows the blood of Vol, which is a. Uh, lawful evil cult type thing and um, we're using undead to try and grab a hold or try and get a hand on winning the war Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, uh, being raised in the um, in the sovereign host uh, I was very familiar with the god of um, of beasts and hunt named Balnor. Oh wait, no, Balinor. Balinor. Yeah, Balinor. It's Balinor, and um, he is the god of life and nature. And since he is the god of the hunt, with uh, it would it would be understandable that uh, you know, with hunting comes death and mm-hmm. um. You know the whole concept of like, you know, you only hunt what what yeah. is necessary, that kind of thing, and um, along with that, that with life comes death, and that is a never-ending circle. And should you break that circle, mm-hmm. you know, you are. That's not how. That's not how nature is supposed to go. Right. So also sort of like a sort of a god of, in a way, sort of a god of combat and honor as well, where it's just yeah. like, hey. Um, using the undead is not honorable in Mm. combat. It's not a good way. Yeah. And so um, my character would not have necessarily taken a side in the war, but seeing that you were using undead as a way to forge, you know, a path for this, um, I would have um, tried to fight against that specific nation, um, not on any side, but as a way to kill off undead. Yeah. And cool. make them stay dead. Cool. Love that. Um, what do you think of the shadow sword? Uh, I like it. You I'm like that? it? And I'm gonna do it. Gotcha. Um, Fighter one, shadow sword for one. Yes. Um, I think my character's probably gonna be like kind of a gritty, pulpy cynic. I like that. Like, like a little noir detective shit going on. I like that. I like yeah. that flavor. So... He hates the like he doesn't he doesn't particularly approve of the war, but he understands that uh, people are ugly and mm-hmm. uh, they have to hurt each other because it's like hates and hates like mm-hmm. prevalent in everybody and it has to come out somehow. So he's like, it may as yeah. well may as well have had a gigantic <laughs> war between everyone forever. May uh, as well, yeah. <clears throat> but he didn't fight in it. He probably was um, probably finding ways to help here or there yeah and profit a little bit on the yeah. side throughout um, uh, and because the flavor of the shifter makes it makes sense that you would be in the Eldian reaches most of your life um, but do you think there are communities of half elves all throughout um, 
Eberron, but it also it's not uncommon to see a half elf just anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he probably tried to fit into elf and and human society first, mm-hmm. um, and then that's kind of where he got his cynicism from because he didn't quite fit in there and he didn't yeah. feel like. Do you think you're probably from like on dare, like the greater cities of on dare, or do you think like let's go with that as like a young as like a younger person, like a younger kid or something, and then when you ended up outside. I think he probably came from a really big city with a lot of sprawl, mm-hmm. and um, because of the the large number of people and how he didn't fit it with anyone there, that's how he ended up off in the yeah. The, You're almost like a refugee in some way. Basically, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm trying not to make him sound like he's a combination of Guy Noir and Bucky Barnes, <laughs> but it might come out that way. It might turn into that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Your sorcery mark is one hand that is dark elbow magic. I got a metal fucking hand, and I'm a dumb idiot detective <laughs> who loves grammar. <laughs> um. Well, that should be fun. Okay, you guys both chose emo ass classes. Oh yeah. Just so you know. Uh. What kind of emo fucks just? <sighs> Grave domain and shadow magic. Okay. Um. Uh, just want to let you know, uh, not entirely emo, more wholesome than anything more else. More wholesome. <laughs> is what I'm going for. Yeah. It's just the, the class is just on oh, paper. Oh yeah, no, it's very absolutely emo. very yeah. emo, but, um, character is trying to be more wholesome than... Yeah. Um, I would like you guys, um, when you're writing up, like, things about your character, sort of in the way that Skyfarer's had it, um... Give yourselves a couple of truths about your characters. Things that will that will bring action out of your characters, um, in fun ways. Things that things that your character will act on, um, in good in good interesting ways. Okay. Um, I will. I have a bubble for it now. Gotcha. Yep. Um. We'll send it to committee. We'll submit it. Um, what, uh, so I haven't run D&D since the One Piece campaign for you guys, uh, what, since all the games that we have played so far, what kind of stuff do you want your characters to be doing the most in, in this? I know I've been playing a lot of games that involve a lot of investigation, but I don't know if there's something different that y'all want. I mean, I think we leaned into it because that's what gets us the most role playing. Yeah. Like with these character designs. Yeah. Um, I do. I will say I do love D and D combat. You do like D and D combat. I like D and D combat. I'm okay. As now that I like understand how characters work, and it's not going to take me flipping through three books. Once mm-hmm. I have a, a good sheet put together, I feel like I can do that quick enough to have a good time doing it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. There, there's definitely going to be some some space for combat. Some some problem solving that involves killing a monster. Yeah. Um, I just want to play a cleric, please. Yeah. This is this is my fourth time of building a no. Building, my fifth time. Building a cleric. Building never a got cleric character <laughs> and never being able to play them. Hmm. Okay. M- meanwhile, you actually got to play a rogue, and I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> but um. So yeah, just. I don't know. I want to get back into D and D to play, and um, I don't know. Get back I into just, our roots from four or five months ago. Yeah, I just thought I just thought the Eberron book seemed interesting, and it seemed like a good way to like. Can you get me to the gravestone? Oh yeah, for for people that are interested in listening to a podcast about like how our session zeros go. Yeah, how our session zeros go, but also like current stuff for tabletop gaming like mm, yeah. the Ebron guide is new and it's for how, how new is it? a month? two months maybe? Whoa. yeah it's real new it's um okay. so... I knew that because I'm invested in this community <laughs> there's another one that's uh what is it the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravenka that's like a Magic the Gathering world which Ooh. I have no connection to Magic the Gathering so I figured this would probably be a much better fit for me I don't I don't have anything to do with, with that stuff but steampunk Final Fantasy shit I got that 
I'm all about that. Uh, uh, you wanted to do the fighter uh, multi-class because you wanted... You had briefly mentioned that you wanted to like wield big weapons, um, but is that... Oh, Henry, why? Ooh. Oh no, Henry! Oh no, Henry! <laughs> um, but is that still is that still the goal? Did you? Uh, uh, Papa wants a big sword. You want? Papa wants a big sword. You just want you want little great swords, long yeah, swords, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And so obviously, you'll have you'll have the advantage of green flame blade and booming blade from being a sorcerer. Ooh, yes. Which is always good. Um. Have you looked much into like how the sorcerer functions? Um, I'll be honest; it's one that I am like the least familiar with. Cool, I me think, too. At this That's point. why I picked it. Yeah, um, that was. They have that. Yeah, I've they, been. They can alter their magic in weird ways. I know that. Um, the meta magic and stuff, but I don't know a whole lot about being a sorcerer. Well, considering I've been studying for a test and playing Breath of the Wild all day, no, I did not do a lot of sorcery reading, but that's what I'm doing as you're yeah. kind of expounding on everyone. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. I only get two proficiencies. Oh, wait, because everything else comes from my background, which we haven't chosen yet. Yeah, also, right. Wild Form had gave you a proficiency, didn't it? Survival? Yes, and that was one of the two. Being a cleric should give you. Oh right, I from player's handbook should give you two proficiencies. That's as well. right. I'm dumb. Hi, how are you doing? Okay. <laughs> You're all good. Um, it's also gonna be fun because uh, Carter gets to be a face character. A what? A face character. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. You're the charisma character. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And you're half elf. Any anyone who picks half elf is like, hey, I'm a I'm gonna be a face character. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna talk to people. <laughs> Alrighty. Pulp noir detective. Nice. Okay, so let me... Excuse me, Henry, I need this. Oh. Whenever y'all feel like rolling some numbers, we can do that. Um, but if y'all want to keep writing some stuff down, we can, uh, we can do it whichever way y'all want to keep going. Um, let me do this first, because mm -hmm. I need to know this before I can get into other things. Before you know what numbers you want. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh... I guess you were, you said you were already looking at the Ebron books, so do you know what proficiencies you get from the mark? The mark has weird proficiencies, so I don't remember. Um, yes, I took them down. Also, I told them both one person play a dragon mark and one person play a, an Ebron race, because mm -hmm. I just want to mess with that stuff. It wasn't saying proficiency. It says um, on investigation or insight, I get to add my intuition dice. Oh, so you get to roll an extra d4 to it. Right. It wasn't saying proficiency. I'm going to go back and double check that because I thought that was strange. Yeah. But that's what it sounds like it's saying. Yeah, I don't think it does get to be your proficiency, but you can be proficient in those if that's available to you. Okay. Um, so you can have proficiency and this intuition die. Alright. Which, I mean, at low levels, you have a 50% chance of being higher than proficiency, but at higher levels, it's not as so much. And there is, an, there is a feat in the Eberron book that is um, advanced dragon marks, which at level 8 you can take at some point, and it increases the effects of your dragon mark in some way. Like, you learn new spells and things like that. Cool. But I know that gives you some rituals and stuff to play with. Oh, wait. Yes? domain does not say what type of armor I can use. Uh, the Grave Domain doesn't give you armor proficiencies, I don't think. So you just have to use the cleric ones, which are medium armor and simple weapons. Light armor, medium armor, shields. And then weapons are simple weapons. Okay. So, you do medium armor and shield and simple weapons, but... Which means probably, you probably build something like a staff or a short bow or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, don't get too hung up on what your starting equipment is, because um, because the circumstances of the game, you probably don't have a lot, and I'll talk to you guys about Could that. do that to us again? You're gonna start us in a prison again. No, 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 no. You oh. guys have stuff that was like, you guys aren't setting off to be adventurers right at the bat, so you don't really have adventure kits. Okay. You have more like... You make good points. You have more like, if you need to solve a problem, you've got a... Office. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. kidding. You've got a, you've got like, you have a single greatsword that was like a broadsword that you were, that was 
given from like a soldier or something to take care of. Um, but you probably don't have like your heavy armor yet if you wanted that, or you don't have anything like that. Okay. Um, just like if you had a if you had like a weapon, you might have like a short bow and like a quarter staff, or maybe like a yeah, a mace. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. I don't think you'd, there's any bladed weapons other than like a dagger that you'd be using. Um, um, which two of these would be most helpful, do you think, given the circumstances? Like, these don't, like, and the reason why I ask this is because... <laughs> I'm setting up I game. don't, yeah, I don't need to set up for, an, like you said, I don't need to set up for an adventure. I need to set up for what my life is. Yeah, someone, someone who helps take care of this town. Exactly. So, history, insight, medicine, persuasion, or religion. But I already, oh, never mind, just kidding, go ahead. I was going to say I already have... Pers- er, uh, I already have skills in uh, perception, and that is not true because that's not, or it is true, but it's not on that list. Right. Um, yeah. It's from your race. Yeah. Okay. So just pick two. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is like which two would be better? <laughs> do you think? How do you think your character would would react to this? I don't know because I don't have anything about this character. <laughs> this is this is helping you build up a little bit. It's one of those sort of, like, you play your stats in a way. Okay. Like, if you're proficient in it, that gives you something to be like, I'm proficient in it because of this thing that happened in your character's life. Or this is something that your character did in their life, and that's why you're proficient. Like, religion would be an easy one that makes sense. Yeah. Because... But how often does religion check ever happen? How often do you ask for it? To be fair, yeah. Um, I mean... (laughs) Fight me. For <laughs> early parts, it might not come a whole lot, but for Eberron, there is a lot of room for religion to come into play. Like the Silver Flame mm-hmm. and the Dark Six and the Blood of Volt are a big part of some countries. So it's. It could come up often, or in would a it way. Would come up more often than history would? Probably not. In a way, history would probably come up more often. Okay, so then I'll take prof- er, proficiency in history and in... Insight, I think, is always a good one. Just because you're a wisdom class. Insight, medicine, or persuasion. Probably insight, though, yeah. Yeah, insight. You definitely don't need medicine because you have super spare the dying. You're right. I have super spare the dying. So you don't have any medicine. Um... Okay. Equipment doesn't matter. And then... Uh. Uh. I would say the ta- uh, most of the town probably didn't do much for the war effort in many ways. Like, they're just a farming town and they pretty much always acted as they did throughout the war. Um, there would be people who supported and didn't support it, but for the most part, as far as an active part of the war, the town did not do much. Okay. They're just they're just a humble farming village. Um, it's probably grown to a pretty okay size because the safety and. Um, the help of the druids gives access to medicine, things like that. So the population is probably growing. You've got a few hundred people in this town. It's growing from a village um, into prob- into something a little more now. Because the druids are super helpful. Um, do you guys have some questions on the setting or anything like that? Or Um... The game is to be played. Not yet. I think I have a pretty good grasp over mm. what. Is like. Ooh, okay. So, is this going to be one of those where it's better to. Like, ask permission before we do something, or just say, I want to do this. Can we do this? Um, 
So you know, for me, it's a, it's generally if you want to try and do something, I'll come up with a role for right. you. Um, so let me rephrase that. Is it gonna be like in the context like, of the town, or like for no, you as players? Like, us as players. Okay. Um, the way like we're handling it is it one of those things where, like. Okay, is it gonna be more like Cthulhu, or is it gonna be more like One Piece? Does that make sense? Like, uh, is it? I don't know how to phrase this correctly. Um, uh, hang on. Uh. <coughs> Bless you. Sorry. So, okay, wait, wait, no. Is it more like mind puzzles than it is battling? Um, because like of course there's always gonna be conflict, but uh, there's going to be. So the way I'm setting this up is this is probably gonna be longer than anything we've done for the podcast so mm-hmm. far. So far, um, but I am going to be running it as if you guys will sort of have a little bit of open-ended choices. You'll sort of have like a checklist of things, like a quest list of things that y'all can be doing. And there will be other things happening in the background as you do them that will be developing more so. So, um, the, the, um, smaller missions that will be, um, you guys sort of solving the problem to level up, it will be like sort of each, each day's, your monster of the week in a way, um, is actually coming directly from the hundred monster hunts. Um, which, let me look at that, because... They, uh, I want to make sure that I give the creator of this their words because I really like this thing a lot. Uh, yeah, so 100 Monster Hunts. I got it from the DMs Guild um, by Val Cyrene. And it is basically just a whole bunch of uh, battle seats for like... It's basically a bounty board post of things. And so I just pick some things that are going to be your level that will be like tasks given to you by the by Elois the druid and he's just going to be like hey I have some people who came in have some problems I don't have time to take care of these things would you look into them for me and that's where you guys get to go solve some of these problems and fight these monsters and stuff while uh, other things are going to be occurring in town that will be sort of hey some spooky weird shit's happening and that's going to be developing sort of in parallel to your actions so, monster hunts are going to be a little bit of problem solving and a little bit of com, a little bit of combat like that, and then we're going to have a greater Cthulhu esque adventure happening all around you as you go on, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. And then can I see that again so I can get grave cleric stuff? Oh yeah, grave cleric things. Y'all want to start rolling some some dice? Yes. Besides, get some um, good ass numbers. Oh please. Oh please. <clears throat> All right. How do you want us to roll numbers? I'm gonna. I like the three. I like the three d sixes. The roll four d six and drop the lowest one. Roll four d sixes and drop the lowest of the four, and then add them together. Okay. For each step. Oh, I see. Yeah. Remember, we I we I think we've done it before. Mm-hmm. If you need more d6s, here's the the bag. Okay, cool. Right. And if you need extra d6s or anything like that. So you're just going to roll four and then drop the lowest one and add them together. Oh no! Ooh! Good start! Good start! <laughs> I li- I'm liking this start. Oh, and you'll do it seven times. Another six stats, but you'll drop. You'll I'll give you I'll give you a droppable Woo. number, because yeah. So that that would be a seven, huh? Yeah, that's all right. That's so starting a, with a seven. It's a pure seven. <laughs> okay. That one. It's an eleven. That sounds bad. Ooh, that's a good one. Cool. There you go. You got one good stat there. There's. Okay. Not too bad, not too bad. 
You're already better off than Mugen was. It's so funny, I'm like, damn, all these numbers are falling into the statistical mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, dude. You're going to get a bunch of tens, Seven. And, uh, tens and thirteens. Seven. <laughs> okay. No Yahtzees. <laughs> nope. So how many D20s do we need? D6s. D6s, sorry. Three, or four. You need four D6s. Four. Answer your question, zero. Can you throw me the back of the bar? A couple of D6s at least, or something like that. Uh, you said I need how many? Three? Four. Four? Okay, so I only need three more. This one's so pretty. Here you go. Oh, wow. Four pretty one? Yeah, that, that blue one. Oh, hey. Dark blue one looks really good. It's like a smoky glitter. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Alright, so I've got six plus... Nine. That's twelve. Twelve. I should write this down somewhere. Because you dropped the lowest die. I dropped the lowest dice. Yeah. So and then you add the other three. Okay. So we got a twelve. Alright. So Carter, you probably want charisma and strength, I guess. Um, I was going to actually use a rapier and use dexterity. Okay. Because that would kind of... I, I could use that for some saves as well. That's true. Roll yep. a seven. Yeah. You'll drop the lowest, so you roll it seven times and drop the lowest. That's what I've got. Cool, cool. Wisdom. Charisma's your highest. Cons, your next. Dex, and then 11's on everything else. Yep. That's pretty good. I'll take 11's on everything. That's good with me. Alright, cool, cool. And then um, half elf. So I think you're getting a one in. You get at least an extra. Or because you're marked, you get at least one extra to intelligence and one extra to charisma, and then you have one you can put anywhere. You are correct. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Huh. All right. What's your highest? Mm, 13. And my lowest is eight. Because I'm dropping that seven. Ooh. But I have yeah. an eight, a nine, three twelves, and a 13. Ooh. Um, bump that nine to a 10, and you can bump that 13 to a 15, because you don't... Are you sure? Yeah. But that's 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 not gonna be that's not gonna be fun if two of your scores can't do shit. Because I know your wisdom. If your wisdom's fifteen, that jumps it up to a, a seventeen after your modifiers. Mm -hmm. Neat. Okay. <laughs> that's the worst I've ever rolled. I think. We all had it. We all get a character like that sometimes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Unnamed character. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, still. <laughs> okay. You so. were talking about him being displaced and be slowly becoming useful to his community, and so I think I'm going to name him Tarzan. <laughs> Tarzan the half -elf. Yep. Don't like that. <laughs> okay, so use the 15. Three twelves. Well, let's put one twelve in dexterity. So that makes it thirteen. Mm -hmm. Put one twelve in constitution for reasons. Because it's helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, <sighs> you always want your wisdom to be highest, I guess. Yeah, my wisdom's seventeen now. Gotcha. Uh, now I only have strength, intelligence, and charisma. And I have 10, or 8, 10, and 12. 8, 10, and 12? Mm -hmm. So strength's probably going to go in, probably going to be 8. Okay. But that, does that seem 
correct? I don't know. It's up to you. Well, my charisma. Depends on the weapon. Eight. Depends on the weapon you want to wield. I'll make my charisma eight. My intelligence ten. Because I'm a. Because clerics are charisma based. Or no, wisdom, wisdom. based, anyways. So yeah. yeah. Uh, ten and my strength twelve, I guess. I don't know. Okay. That's completely opposite of what I thought. Sure. Let's do that. <laughs> Never been a strong character before. This will be weird. Yeah, it just depends on which weapon you want to wield. If you want to wield a strength-based weapon, then yeah, like a quarter staff or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we'll decide everything else from there in a little bit. Yep. Um, level one proficiency bonus. Or wait, we're level two, right? Yeah. So well, proficiency bonus. Proficiency bonus is still, still plus two. two. Yeah. Okay. So you have your one and two abilities. Mm-hmm. And because I'm multi-classed, I get the proficiencies of each of those classes, right? Only in weapons and armor. Ah. Which fighter gives you all of them. Okay. You do, but you don't get the proficiencies unless you get a ability that says increase the proficiency. Okay. Um, and then you all have your backgrounds, which uh, backgrounds is something y'all can think about and look at because it has the least mechanical impact. Yep. Um... So at level two, I get three cantrips and three first spell slots. Yeah. Awesome. You, guys, you have three spells, and Carter has two spell slots. Mm-hmm. He took a level off. Also, uh, a, Grave a Cleric. Grave Cleric, Cleric is super cool. Yeah. The Circle of Morality, or more... Yeah, mortality. Mor- yeah, mortality. Morality. <laughs> wow. Circle of Mortality heals the highest number on dice. Regardless. I don't have to roll for it. I just use that spell and say, I have healed this. If, you've heal- if you're healing them from zero HP. Yeah. Because yeah. if, they're, if they're downed and you cast Healing Word on... If you shout Healing Word at someone who's downed, then... It doesn't do anything anyway. Well, no, it does, because oh. then you heal them for, instead of rolling the d4, you automatically heal them for four, plus your modifier. Okay. Which your wisdom modifier is plus three. Plus three? Mm-hmm. If it's 17? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it becomes four at 18, and then five at 20. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is... I think that's where I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording, so okay. All I'm right. give you guys time to just write stuff down, and uh, any other questions will probably come up in the sessions and everything like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a shorter episode, I guess. But yeah. So is the previous session zero we recorded. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to do one of my session zeros, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mine was more like, here are the rules, and there's how I do things. Mm-hmm. But and also new for... It was also new for... Hayden, who had never been with us. That's fair. Um, You're not wrong. But yeah. And, uh, cool week. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you later. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode and know someone else who would, please share it. See you next week.